We want to tell you about the Culture Proof Conference happening in July of 2024. Yes, Culture Proof Conference happening July 18th to the 20th in Bartlett, Tennessee at Faith Baptist Church. It's going to be a great time. We have some great speakers talking about some great topics, and we're just looking for the Lord to, to truly move in our midst. This year's theme is resist. resist. As we look at what's going on in the culture, we want to be reminded of what our brother James wrote in James chapter 1, verse mm-hmm. 27b, where he told us to be unstained by this world, to keep ourselves unstained by this world. And one of the ways that we're going to equip you to do that is to alert you to what's happening in the world, alert you to what's happening in the culture, and also provide an actual practical response that keeps us unstained by the world. We have some great speakers coming out, Dr. Kathy Cook. We're going to have Dr. Taryn Dames. We have have some great things happening, like some breakout sessions. We have culture-proof kids, culture-proof teens. It's something for the whole family and so you want to register we're going to give out more information is coming but you want to register the registration will start in february so just be on the lookout for that culture proof conference 2024 in bartlett tennessee at faith baptist church we are super excited more information as we get closer make sure you stay connected Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof podcast. Thanks for listening to Culture Proof. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And today we are having a discussion about the meaning of Christianity. No, we're having a discussion about <laughs> the meaning of conservatism. Mm. No, we're having a discussion <laughs> about the fact that conservatism is not Christianity. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. what we're doing. Because I think that there has for mm. a long time been the misunderstanding that to be conservative is automatically to be Christian. And I think it's important, especially in light of uh, recent developments in the conservative movement, and there are many recent developments. Um, Look, just because you call yourself a conservative does not mean you are a Christian, and it's important for Christians to be able to say that without batting an eye. Yeah, I agree. And one of the things, you know, before I even really understood what uh, conservatism was, you know, the reason I was drawn towards being a conservative was because I felt like it lined up, a lot of different things lined up with my biblical Mm. beliefs. But more and more as as time goes on, we see this whole idea of, you know, the big tent. We gotta, you mm, know, bring more mm-hmm. people in. We gotta be more inclusive and all this stuff. And, and now it's really hazy what, what conservative, you know, really means. You yeah. know. And as one one time it meant, you know, uh, this, that, or this, you know, but now now it's it's morphed into like what is it? You know, yeah. and I remember there was like three, I guess, legs of conter- conservatism. And, you know, you had the social conservatives, mm-hmm. you had the fiscal, yes. you know. And so, but now it's like, 
what is it? Now you have, you know, LGBTQ inclusion. Now you have all this other stuff. You have, you know, what it seems like is wanting to ostracize Christians. <laughs> you know, it, it's just, it's weird. And so I think as a Christian, you got to always fall back on, I am a Christ follower, period. And none of these labels define me, especially if they move away from a biblical uh, standard. Yeah, no, absolutely. So am I a fiscal conservative? Am mm-hmm. I a social conservative? Am I a constitutional conservative? Mm-hmm. You know, all of those things become vitally important as you engage in politics, mm-hmm. but that's not important that you don't lead with that as a Christian. Exactly. In fact, only what we see clearly defined in scripture uh, dictates how we lead as a Christian, how mm-hmm. we engage. And so I think when we have a conservative movement that has moved away from biblical conviction mm-hmm. and is is normalizing sin and still calling it right. conservatism, then clearly conservatism has moved away from Christianity. Right. And the Christians, I wouldn't say the Christians um, have, you know, no other choice. I would say that the Christians are compelled to make sure that there's a distinction between ourselves and political conservatism. Right. Now, do you have Christians who are conservative as they engage politically? Yes. Right. But there's got to be a line. There's got to be an ongoing line that that makes itself you know, I don't know, distinct that Mm. we are not just conservative, that we are Christians who engage politically as conservatives. And and maybe people find that too much of a mouthful. Like maybe that's just too much to say, but I think it's worth saying Mm -hmm. because Jesus is worthy that he would be exalted above all systems, right? Like he, Jesus is not the system. You know, and and I think that there's some conservatives who have tried to make Christianity a synonym for conservatism or make conservatism a synonym for Christianity. And that's right. just not true. You won't find it in scripture. Yeah. And that's one of the worst things you can do, you know, is as a Christian, be co-opted by some type of system or label or party. Man, we have to stand, be able to stand on the outside of that, even if we are you know, conservative, conservative in our beliefs, but we have to be able to stand on the outside. So, so much to say that when something goes wrong, we're able to speak to it mm-hmm. and not be bottled up, not have to, you know, oh, I can't say anything because that's my group. No, your group is the group that's with the Lord. Amen. And so, and following his word. So when there's something or some things that's are deviating from that and is sinful, like you have to, you have to be not uh, not be co opted by that, where you can't even speak towards it. You know, you got to be able to have the freedom to speak prophetically yeah. and even biblically just to what's going on. And yeah. I think one of the worst things that can be done is to be co opted by any system, platform, party, any of that as a Christian. Yeah, and I think that that is what has happened with conservatism that it has sought to grab the Christian and say, "You now affiliate with us." Right. And so now what you have is you have conservatism trying to and this has gone on for a while, trying to shape Christianity and say, these are the values that you should hold. Mm. And so what we see is really who our God is. Right. So if God is politics. Right. Then what happens is we begin to be shaped by what we follow and the one or the thing to whom we give our allegiance. And so the Christian always exists in this tension where it's like we want to operate in the world, but we are not of the world. Mm. We recognize that we exist in various forms of government, but those governments are not God. They are instituted by God. They are established by God. You've got kings that come to power because God
God determined that they would come to power. And he deposes them when he determines that their time is done. You've got nations that arise because God determined that those nations should arise. And then he destroys them when Mm. he determines that he should destroy them. Mm -hmm. And I think when we maintain this distinction, it helps us as Christians living in 21st century America engage better, engage differently. 95% of all startup businesses fail, and that's not great. But not enough entrepreneurs realize that only 5% of business acquisitions fail. Blue Collar Millionaire wants to help you succeed in business. Business can be good if you know where to look, what to look for, and how to acquire what you find. That's what Blue Collar Millionaire is all about. Kevin, Mark, and Chris are three normal guys who grew their blue collar businesses into seven figure successes. Now, they are helping others do the same thing. You can learn more when you visit bluecollarmillionaire.net. That's bluecollarmillionaire.net. Let their proven strategies teach you how to purchase into instant cash flow, processes, and systems that create the lifestyle you've dreamed of. It's time for your hard work to work hard for you. Discover the war room at bluecollarmillionaire.net. That's bluecollarmillionaire.net. Over the years, we've had conversations about, um, you know, conservatives who support, you know, homosexual couples adopting children. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about that is conservative? Right. Like what, what about that gets back to, if we say that we are conservative because of strong biblical conviction represented in the political leanings of the conservatives, where are strong biblical convictions represented in that position? Well, the thing about it is, you know, you have people say that, no, I'm still conservative. I just have this belief because the social aspect of conservatism has gone you know, away. Like it's, it's like, no, nah, we don't need to be so like, uh, uh, you know, holding, we don't need to hold to that so much anymore. Hmm. Times are changing. And so we have to change. We have to be more inclusive. We have to be more tolerant. If you have this same sex couple that loves this child, like why not? But there was once a standard of morality that is based on scripture. Amen. You know, that gave birth and rise to the social conservative. Yeah. But I think the social conservative more and more is being ostracized. Like, no, push to the margin until you're actually kicked out. <laughs> really. I, I don't even, I'm not sure we actually know what conservatism is anymore. Because yeah. to your point, not only do you have the social position on um, conservatism being compromised, but then you go a step further. You've got the fiscal position on conservatism also being compromised. Oh, yeah. Now you just have people who are spendthrifts. They they right. don't care. Like it's just you know spend it like it's water and and make it like it's going out of style. And so I think that even on those fronts, the fronts mm. that um, we and and why okay. And so then let's back up here because why would you have been a fiscal conservative? Well, it would have gone back to stewardship issues. Right. And then we take our stewardship cues from scripture. Right. So that's gone out of the window, right? right. To say nothing of what we were just talking about, the conservative position, um, the socially conservative position. Mm-hmm. Where do we draw our morality? Right. Well, from the character and the nature of God. And how do we learn that? We go to scripture. <laughs> we right. go to the Bible. Right. Now you fast forward and we are resisting... Um, cultural trends that are antithetical to the faith. We are resisting cultural trends that um, that attempt to rival the truth. So mm. one example of that is the blurring of the lines between male and female. Mm. 
So there is male, there is female, made in the image of God. We go back to Genesis, the creation account, the creation account that tells us that God has made male and female distinct both in his image. Mm -hmm. So when we fight for the preservation of that truth, we are not fighting from a political position first. We are fighting from a moral position. We are fighting from a position of truth. And that's the aim, to preserve truth so that there is a conscience that is preserved in our nation, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you've got a lot of women who um, have come to prominence and are, you know, notable women who are fighting to preserve this truth, to preserve the fact that men and women are different, that they are designed different by the creator. Um, So we have women who are fighting to preserve that distinction in sports, one that we would note who has just been incredibly brave for this cause, Mm -hmm. Riley Gaines. I mean, you look at Riley Gaines as a swimmer, And Riley Gaines having um, the boldness and the audacity to go into multiple lion's dens, right, (laughs) and and really stand up for truth um, at great risk to her own personal safety. And she's been she's been a hero and, and rightly so. She's been championed as a hero saying the difficult things, saying the things publicly that people would say privately in her same position. And why? Because they would want to preserve their position because they love their lives. Right. And they don't want their safety to be compromised. They don't want their ability to earn a living in America to be compromised. Um, but Riley Gaines has really been sort of like this. Um, she's been a leader in this area until recently. Hmm. And I want to be very careful here because when a dear brother in the Lord um, brought this to our attention, I was unaware that there was a conservative dad's calendar out. <laughs> like a <Okay>. pinup. <laughs> yes. This this really um, caused no me great angst. And I, I almost thought, well, it couldn't, you know, it can't be what we think of (laughs) when we think of calendar pinups. But um, upon doing a little bit of research, I found that not only is it what we think of when we think of calendar pinups, but I I think in some ways, of of course, it's not Hugh Hefner's version of a calendar pinup, but it's pretty close, right? And, And here's the thing. Hugh Hefner was not the standard, was not the measure of what is right and what is wrong. That's how we think when we start to have a sliding scale of morality. The Bible says that when we compare ourselves among ourselves, we are not wise, right? So if we're looking at the person next to us and saying, well, I'm not as bad as that person, and then using that as the measuring rod and saying, well, I'm pretty good because compared to that person, then we're going to continue to have like these sliding scales of what is right and what is wrong. Mm -hmm. What we must do, however, is go back to the straight edge of scripture and say, what does God require? What has the Lord required of those who profess to be Christians? This conservative dad's calendar, to me, is the latest reminder that conservatism is not synonymous to Christianity. That's right. To be a conservative does not automatically mean that you are a Christian with the same shared biblical conviction that Christians are called to have. Yeah, it's it's really weird to me when that was brought up. I hadn't seen it or anything like that. And it's it was it was weird to me. And the thought that came to my mind is why would conservative dads want that or need that anyway like what's the point and the point is all only in my view to stir up sensuality and and you know because 
Man, look, <laughs> calendars, you know, and so you're going to have a calendar that's going to have, you know, uh, I guess famous conservative women, you know, some of them in bathing suits and things like that. And why would you even need that? Why would you even put that out? You know, where you're trying to draw upon the fleshly uh, aspects of, of, of man, you the know? The thing that I don't understand, and help me with this, like, so, so here's what was really concerning mm-hmm. to me. So you've got a push. So you've got a conservative beer company that is seizing a moment, right? It's the it's the Dylan Mulvaney fallout. Um, so you've got you've got a conservative beer company that is now growing because we are Americans and we will not tolerate our beer being attacked by wokeness. Right. Um, and so so you've got a, a, a conservative, ultra conservative beer company that is saying, hey, I'm going to capitalize. I'm going to capitalize on this moment. And then also this same beer company is saying, hey, you know what we ought to do? Beer drinkers of America, we ought to do a conservative real women's calendar for 2024 for conservative dads. Like in the name is an understanding of a certain type of like allegiance Right. Like to yeah. maybe like one's wife. Exactly. I mean, it says marriage, you know, dads. Yes. You know, so you, you're going to produce a calendar with women, you know, and bathing suits and things like that for dads. So you're drawing them away. But again, when you look at the conservative beer company, mm-hmm. it's just a confirmation that everyone who says conservative is not Christian. That's exactly right. And And why do we keep saying that? Because we don't understand that among the Christians. Yeah. Like we don't and and even it makes some people uncomfortable to have conservatism criticized, right? Like that that conservatism moves away from Christianity <laughs> when conservatism moves away from Christ. Mm-hmm. When conservatism moves away from biblically defined morality, then we no longer have Christianity. And I would say that Christians are no longer um, expected to align ourselves with that affiliation. Mm -hmm. So let me just give some background here. Here's an article. This article says that it angered some Christians. There were other conservatives who didn't see what the big deal was. (laughs) Right. Well, of course, you don't know what the big deal is. Like, of course, you don't understand why people would be concerned about this. Okay, back to the article here. A limited edition pinup calendar has infuriated some conservatives and led to debate about whether the image of women in swimsuits go against conservative values. Okay, um, why is that a debate? (laughs) <laughs> like, like, why, why is it a debate that depicting women in swimsuits? And by the way, um, the some of the images, you know, it's not just women in swimsuits. It's not like Riley Gaines in like her, you know, competition swimsuit. Which even that is a problem for me because the idea is, hey, look at my body. Mm-hmm. Hey, put this up on the wall and look at it. And what? Like <laughs> desire me? I mean, yeah. I mean, if that's if that's the aim, then that is sinful. And, I mean, and what else would be the aim? Like, why would you have a swimsuit calendar, you know, portraying different women if you're not trying to get these men to think in a certain way? Like, it's again, it's a, it's a red flag, and it's like, okay, we have to understand that these labels don't mean Christian, even if in the past they were, you know, they meant. Oh man, you know these. A lot of these people are Christians. Man, more and more, 
it, that we're moving away from that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think of, you know, going back to the scriptures and I, and I wrote down a few verses just that when you think about what it is to be uh, modest as a woman, and look, I am not saying that everyone should walk around in potato sacks. That's not, that's not the idea. That's not the thought. But I think that most women, if we are honest, know what it means to be sensual. We know what it is or what it looks like to try to draw um, ungodly attention to our bodies. Now, there are some people for whom it's true, and I, I think we need to be honest about this, that, man, there are just some beautiful women that people will take a second look at them. The Bible doesn't shy away from this, even in describing women as beautiful. There was mm. something about this particular woman that drew someone's attention to them or drew someone's eyes. So we don't need to be prudish and like, oh, no, women are just women. No, there are some women that are beautiful, that you look at them and you just go, man, there's a symmetry to the face. There's a look, you know, there, there is a beauty and the Bible highlights this as well. But can I just say that in the context of a marital relationship, that beauty is what the husband stares at. Mm. That beauty is what the husband gives a longer glance at, not, you know, untold, un, you know, <laughs> uncounted men right. um, who put you up on their wall. Like this makes us like the world. And how does that make the wives feel? I guess, you know, conservative, conservative wives of, of, of mothers. <laughs> so I guess they're cool with that. And maybe they are. Maybe they're like, well, you know, it's just a calendar. But there I, are <laughs> some who feel that way. Um, I question <laughs> their understanding of the worth and the value of women, honestly. Yeah. There are some conservative women who feel that way. I saw some of the jokes out there, um, you know, some conservative women just upset that they were not invited to participate, which brings to mind another question here. If we are calling this a real women of America 2024 calendar, why do we have a calendar of women sexualized as some sort of object of desire? Why does that become the picture of real conservative women? The reality is that real conservative women, man, are giving birth to children. Real conservative women are in their kitchen cooking. Now, doesn't that upset people when I say it? Like real conservative women are devoted to their husbands. Like, so if you want to do a real conservative women of 2024, why not feature some of these women who were in the calendar with their husbands? Mm. Yeah. With, the, oh, with their families. Because they have husbands. Their, yeah. why, why not feature them with their children? Right. Because some of them have children. Why not do that? Why play to the lowest base desire of humanity to sexualize I, women and what, then just call it conservative? I'll tell you what, our society is so, you know, um, damaged by pornography that mm. things like this are not on, even on the radar. It's like, like in times past, wow. it would have been like, oh man, Outrageous. Like, this is what? You yeah. know, conservative, what? But now mm. this is like probably like rated G in the minds of <laughs> many people, you know, because of how far pornography has taken this culture. And so I think, you know, the, the comments about why, why, why was not invited and stuff like mm. that is because our mind has been desensitized to what really is pornography, what's inappropriate. And it's so we're so far gone that this kind of stuff is like, ah, oh, you know. 
whatever. It's, it's nothing. To your point, it's so interesting that you say that because I read the comments um, from C.J. Pearson, uh, the oh, young yeah. man who just kind of exploded <laughs> yeah. on the scenes as a as a boy, right? Okay, and uh, has grown up in conservatism publicly, right? Mm-hmm. And and he actually responded to the outrage over this. And I'm not going to be able to read all of his comments because there's a portion of it that's mm. frankly just vulgar. But this is what he said: "Quote: Why are conservatives mad about hot conservative women?" taking PG-13 photos for a calendar. Then he says the other side is literally giving, and then Mm. I can't read the rest of it, okay? But that makes my point, right? Like, that's not how Christians engage. Like, if you are just a conservative, maybe that's how you engage. If you're just a conservative, maybe you have no problem with this type of consumption. Mm. But for the Christian, we must be grieved over sin. We must be grieved even over the attempt to to lure men away from their families or to normalize having eyes for someone who is not your wife. Mm. I, I just, at a very basic level, I don't want Christians to become okay with this. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what has happened, you know. And again, you know, when when the culture has has uh, seeped in so deeply, it's like what used to be uh, inappropriate is not anymore. Right. And so you have this guy, C.J. Pearson, mm-hmm. like you say, he grew up in conservatism. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a difference in growing up in conservatism and growing up, you know, in Christianity and right and, with you strong know, Christian conviction. Yes, and yeah. being discipled, you know. So th- the response he has is typical of someone who is conservative. And it's like, why are we making a big deal out of this? But someone who is uh, Christian and maybe conservative would have some problem with this. Absolutely. And say like, oh, there's a huge problem with this. And where have we gone? Yeah, you yeah. And, and the reason we would have a problem with it is because biblically there is a problem with it. And exactly. the reason we would have a problem with it is because Jesus would have a problem with it. Like we're not using man as our standard. We are going back to the straight edge of scripture, we are looking to our savior to learn how we rightly think about these issues. I'll give you one more quote and I want to get your response to Mm -hmm. this. And then I want to take a look at God's word. Um, But conservative Christian rapper, Bryson Gray, um, he called the calendar demonic. He said that it was (laughs) pseudo soft porn. Um, And then he accused conservative dad's ultra right beer of using Christian imagery to get men to lust after the featured women. So basically, seeing this as an attempt to entice men and to cause them to stumble. Yeah, Bryson Gray is right on it with this one. I don't agree with everything he says or whatever, but this is on point, mm. you know, and I think that's exactly what's happening. It, it is demonic. It is it, it's something that is orchestrated by the enemy mm. of our souls. Mm-hmm. Anytime, you know, you have something that will lure you away into some unnatural affection or, you know, some fleshly desire, is of the enemy. So mm. he's right on point. And again, you see the difference between a CJ Pearson, who you know, who's a conservative and a Bryson Gray who's a Christian. So mm, the, the, that's the, a great you know, juxtaposition. There you yeah. go. You see it. You know, and so yes, I agree with what he's saying. And man, I think we as Christians, we need to reject that. Yeah. Matthew chapter five, verse twenty eight, the Lord says Um, You have heard it said, do not commit adultery, uh, verse 27, verse 28. But I say to you that everyone, everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Mm. So I don't know how you have. It's almost like the very definition of having a pinup calendar is that it's something that 
that provokes desire mm-hmm. in you. It's something that you, you know, it just, I don't know. And how have we gotten to the place where we can normalize this and not be outraged yeah. by it? You know, I think it's because we have moved away from the straight edge of scripture. Yeah. yeah. Again, if you, if you're a conservative, you can allow this, you can have this. And so I think what's going to happen is more and more as these things pop up and Christians are more and more uncomfortable because of the word of God and because of the biblical standard, Christians are going to be pushed pushed yeah. away. Yeah. You know, uh, the thing is, they've needed Christians to, you know, to prop up conservatism. Exactly. But I think more and more, it's like a tolerance. Like uh, we're, we're tolerating them because, but they don't really care about Christians. I, I really believe that. And so, as you see these things happening, I, I believe more and more you're going to see, you know, as Christians rise up and say something about it, they're going to be ostracized more. Like, do we really need them? Yeah. Oh man, that time is gone. Like, let's open the tent yeah. so we can have more homosexuals, and that'll make up some of the. Christian influence. Like, we don't really need that. I think, mm. you know, that's where it's going. That's Man, where it's you know, It really concerns me that um, we could see an increase in this type of um, position among conservatives, that there would be um, almost like a blurring of the lines, that Christians would lose their distinction even among the conservatives. And I think of what's going on with our daughters and so much of what we've talked about, you know, the way they see themselves, how they're, you know, just lost on Instagram and lost mm-hmm. on all these social media platforms and and really having a distorted view of what beauty is and what their bodies should look like. And the conservatives, because it makes a good talking point, will discuss this on their programs. Mm-hmm. Like they'll discuss it, they'll talk about it. But to produce a calendar like this tells me they really don't understand Mm. the damage that objectifying women has done. Like it's a good talking point to to speak against the quote unquote left. But then when you have conservatives doing it, we find a way to justify it. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 30, that charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Mm. Now, how do you pin up a woman who fears the Lord. What does that look like? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you demonstrate that? Or how do you illustrate that? Like what, what kind of pose would that be? Right. Maybe it goes back to sort of like the, um, oh my goodness, I'm thinking of the artist who did Norman Rockwell, right? Maybe it's a, maybe it's a Rockwell calendar where you have women who are serving their families. And why are they doing that? Out of a right fear of God, because God is to be honored. So we do the things that the Lord expects us to do as those who profess his name, as those who follow him. Like, think about that. When we tell girls and when we tell women that their bodies should be pinned up somewhere Mm -hmm. and that dads, dads should gawk at them. We are telling them that it is not their fear of God that makes them beautiful. It is not their fear of God that we are praising. It is just their bodies that will pass away. It is just their bodies that will fade and age with time. It is just their bodies that look for all of the ways that we try to come at the liberals for the way that they attack the family. Many women are still today refusing to have children because they don't want the the, the marks of that in their bodies. <laughs> And so then when we produce calendars like this and call it conservatism, what we are saying is, yeah, because you're buying your body. Let's lead with your body. Wow. I mean, this is really disturbing to me. I think about um, 
Also in Romans chapter 14, and we've taught our kids this a lot, especially when we talk about um, what holidays people celebrate. You know, we try to teach our kids what it is to, to operate according to conscience. But Romans chapter 14, I wrote the verse down. Romans chapter 14, uh, verse 13, in the context of this passage, the Apostle Paul is saying, look, there are people who honor these days, who do this. You know, if, if these things, if they're not overtly sinning, then we don't want to judge them. We don't want to put a stumbling block in front of them, right? Now you think about that. So the apostle Paul is saying, you know, if a person has a problem with eating meat, don't eat meat in front of them. If a person has a problem with celebrating these days, then for you, it's sin. Don't celebrate those days. Mm -hmm. But then it comes down to the attitude of love. Don't put a stumbling block in front of your brother. Romans chapter 14, verse 13 says, therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer. This is with regard to celebrating certain holidays. This is not with regard to overt sin. Right, right. I need to make that very clear because people heard that and they're like, wait a minute, aren't you judging these women? Yes, I'm judging sin. I am saying that to pin up women who have partially exposed breasts, and I'm not trying to be unnecessarily graphic here, but I want you to understand that we're we're not just talking about, we're, we're talking about sexualizing women. I have seen some of the photos from the calendar, right? Which I felt like was necessary before I talked about it because I thought, well, maybe, I mean, you do have Dana Lash who is fully dressed, fully clothed. She's carrying two guns, which you might expect, right? Um, you might expect that from Dana Lash, but, but the, you have other women who are drawing attention to their bodies and certain parts of their bodies, right? This is a stumbling block for men. Yeah. This is a stumbling block for men. Yeah. And so anyway, finishing up this scripture mm -hmm. says, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or a hindrance mm -hmm. in the way of a brother. Right. <laughs> Targeting dads dads like man i mean that in itself is a stumbling block like we know how pervasive you know again pornography and things like that you know is in this society so you're going to create something like this that's only going to feed the beast oh you man. know like it, it grieves it, me it's, it's a stumbling block man it is not helpful at all it's destructive and we're taking this our cues from people who are only conservative you know that's this it. beer company that want to you know uh, make gains you know by by pushing their product and having these, this calendar man come on and christians should be mad at this if you if you consider yourself that you you know i'm a conservative as well well yeah you should be upset but i think the main thing is don't hold fast to those labels mm, you yeah yeah and and it's on the side of what it is to be a conservative or not but what we do cling to is our distinction as christians Amen. like like we gladly wear those labels and all that that entails what has happened is that we have led with the other labels mm -hmm. and clinging to those labels and not mm -hmm. wanting to distance ourselves from that because we feel a certain strength in our political activism. But I will tell you, if your activism and, and however you engage the culture is not fueled by biblical conviction, then that is fleeting. Mm -hmm. That is something that will not remain. Mm -hmm. I know that Riley Gaines did this because she was raising money for her efforts to preserve the distinction of women in sports. And I think I read somewhere that she'd raised like $20,000 uh, from the proceeds of the sale of um, of this calendar, um, that's There's not other ways comforting to, raise money. to me, man. I, I mean, look, come on, man. I, I don't want to overstate it, <laughs> and you you pull me back in if I go too far because I don't want to overstate it. But I just feel like raising money to defend 
um, women in sports by objectifying yourself kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. Like I, I feel like one of the things that we are saying is that, man, we are women, we are distinct, we are valuable. We are not just, um, our bodies and the objectification of our bodies. Yeah. And then when we produce a calendar that spreads us out and says, mm. Hey, that's your value and your worth and your body. You can raise money off your body. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, I think we've gone way far away from the moral underpinnings. If they are still there, the moral underpinnings of conservatism. Definitely. And I, I I would have to think that, uh, Riley Gaines, she, she does not feel that she's doing that. Mm. That's how far we've gone. Yeah. At one time it would have been like, no, no, I'm not doing that as a, you know, but now in the society we're living in, that is like, oh, that's rated G. It's child's play. What do you mean? Why are people so outraged? She probably thinks like, man, what? Hmm. You know? And she may have worked it out in her mind that I spent my whole life in the swimsuit. So just yeah, but it, not. But not, I'm just saying that's how to, you know. No, no, no. You're right. But let me just say this. You probably, you are right, right? And yes, for Riley Gaines, it may be true that you have spent the majority of your life in a swimsuit. But can I say not beside a pool with your back arched. Right. And I'm, right. I'm trying to be careful here, but I just, and, and, and in two pieces, like yeah. I, last I checked, that's not how swimmers swam, um, <laughs> in meets. Like I, I just, let's keep it a buck here. Like you're, yeah. that's, that's not, that is not a swimmer's swimsuit that Riley Gaines is wearing. Mm-hmm. And the attention is obviously drawn to her body. She is positioned in such a way to elicit desire. Yeah. Guys. And my point is the the way that a person like her is able to work that yes. out in her mind is because of how far we've yes, gone. I agree. 100% in, in our society, how far, sexualized we are yes so that that can be rationalized now like oh what you yes know? like it's no thing but it, it couldn't have been that way years ago no i agree with you 100 percent. and i feel like this kind of goes back to what we've been talking about even with our kids that when we have a sliding scale mm-hmm. it's like that's not as bad as that yeah. that's not as well i always wear a swimsuit are you telling me and then and, and i'd like to hear your thoughts on this too because i feel like so often it is told to men you have the problem that mm-hmm. the the woman is in the swimsuit mm-hmm. you have the problem but here we have it the woman in the swimsuit used as a pinup yeah. i mean it's saying that it's not the man's problem that this should be the natural response of yeah. men to have desire for what they see yeah, it has been said that you are the problem, and you know. But the thing is, if see, I don't know how many of these women are Christians. Okay, that mm-hmm. matters. That does matter. So if let's just say if Riley Gaines is a Christian, man, that should be a higher standard than being conservative. Yes, and that's what it boils down to. Yes. You are a Christian first, so that would stop you right there from being in something that is uh, producing a pinup for dads. Yes, like what. I mean, you, know? you couldn't like. But that kind of shows where we are, even in the church. If she's a Christian, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. She you does know? profess to okay. be a Christian. So there's a standard that that we should expect of her. Mm-hmm. You know, because the standard is given by God. Amen. And so that's a huge problem, and it shows us even in Christianity where things have weakened so much. Yeah. You know, it it, it is egregious. It just you know it grieves me that we couldn't. We don't have any organizations to donate $20,000 to Riley Gaines Center to protect women's sports. Like we don't, you know, like it, we, we have to use the bodies of women to raise money to protect 
women in sports. I just, I don't some feel like we a, do. Some have of that to is a that. desire to want to still be cool in culture. Oh, there, there are organizations yeah. that would mm. give to her yes. and others, and probably to have. Yeah, yeah. I, that, but there's something about being like, man, we're we're still cool. Like we're we're sexy. And that that type of mm. thing that I think even Christians get drawn into. Yes. And so it's it, it's more than just, oh, I'm doing this for my charity. No, some of it is doing it to be to show that as mm, conservatives, point. we're sexy too. Yeah. We're this that yeah. too. You know? Yeah. We're culturally relevant. Yeah. Like we we still have it. And and let me say this, I think that that's probably why you don't have some of these conservative women featured with their children. And why you don't have them featured with their husbands. There's a reason that these particular calendars would. And this is very sad, conservatives. Let me just call you out. This is really sad that there's a reason that this particular calendar would sell better than families featured in a calendar. Mm. There's That's a problem. That That is a sickness that we cannot ignore. And we better not call that Christian. Mm. We better not call that Christ-like. And so I'm drawing a line and I'm doing that loudly because I feel like Jesus is worthy. Mm. Like he's, he's worthy that we say, that is not what Christ has called us to. Again, um, going back to the scriptures, Proverbs chapter 31, verse 25, speaking of the Proverbs 31 woman that so many people, you know, want to claim to be, right? <laughs> so many people want to be her. But the Bible says this about her strength and dignity are her clothing. Wow. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. Mm. Listen, my my desire um, is not to be prudish and not to be, you know, are we still close enough to Christmas to say bah humbug? I'm not trying to say <laughs> that, you know, women should not be seen as beautiful because God has designed women uniquely and there is a beauty to women. And some women have an extra measure of that beauty. Let's keep it. Let's keep it real here. Right. But the Bible has given us parameters. The Bible has given us a standard by which we must govern ourselves. My desire, not only for myself, but also for my daughters, is that they would understand their worth apart from just their physical bodies, that they would never monetize their skin. Do you hear what I'm saying? That we would not normalize monetizing our skin. Like this cannot become the newest brand of conservatism. Mm. May it be true, not only for us as, as Christian moms, but also what we desire for our daughters as they profess godliness, that strength and dignity would clothe them, that strength and dignity would clothe them. Mm. I'm disappointed. I have to tell you, I'm disappointed um, that Riley Gaines would be leading the way in this. I think think that she led with a certain strength and dignity. And interestingly enough, that is what clothed her. The reason we know her now, let me say, unless you followed collegiate swimming. Mm -hmm. Okay. The reason we know her is because of her strength and dignity and standing up against the bullies and culture to say, women are women, mm -hmm. women are women. I think it's unfortunate now that she would kind of veer from that and use her body um, as an object to fundraise. Yeah. And I know that yeah. sounds harsh, especially if you are a Riley Gaines fan. And I'm a fan of what Riley Gaines did, the boldness and the strength and the courage. But I think this has to be said. Yeah, I agree. <laughs>
we are tasked with resisting the cultural trends that rival the truth. And when we do that, that's how we remain culture proof. Until next time, Lord willing. God bless.